Welcome to the Simple Cocktails podcast. I'm Greg Mays, managing editor at simplecocktails.net. And I'm Lisa Mays. Thanks for tuning in. Today's going to be another fun day. Yeah. Uh, We're going to try something you've never tried. Okay. Uh, And it's something that's very, I don't want to call it unusual because that sounds negative. Okay. But it's something that most people haven't tried and is a little bit surprising. Okay. So we're going to throw that in there. Then we're going to make a classic layered drink. Have you ever made a layered cocktail? I've never, but I love it when you like photograph those. Those are so beautiful. They look the best. They do. This is going to be a fun day. Let's do it. Yeah. But before we start, can I just ask you this question? Sure. I want to start with a question. Let's hear this it. This is my time at okay. the beginning. Okay. And then the rest is just you nerding out. Yeah. My hands are up <laughs> as though <laughs> you're pointing kidding. a gun at me because you are. State drinks. You know how when you grow up and you learn the state flag, the state bird, yeah. the state animal? Yep. I never knew that there was a state drink. Yeah. Like in middle school, they didn't teach you the state <laughs> cocktail of New Mexico. The horror. They should have. Yeah, I know. I don't, I don't really get it. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so I don't know of many state cocktails. The one I really know of is New Orleans. New right. Or- the Sazerac is like the official cocktail of the city of New Orleans. Right. Sazerac is like an old-fashioned. There's some curveballs thrown in there, some different bitters. There's right. a splash of absinthe in the glass. That's that's a big one. What about uh, Kentucky? What about the mint julep? Yeah, so mint julep. I guess that's maybe a state cocktail. And then, and then you have bourbon, which is just like the national spirit... Congress, you know Congress. Have you heard of them? <laughs> yes. Congress declared bourbon the national spirit of the United States. Wow. So maybe just everything loses to bourbon. Maybe. Don't you think that's maybe. sort of how it sounds? Well, once once Congress gets involved, you you just lose you at that point. You can't argue with that. New Mexico, do we have a state drink? We don't. Uh, bartenders have joked that it is Bud Light with no tip. <laughs> I I say that we change that right now. That's what I hey, don't like. That that is exactly what we're doing in this podcast. <laughs> of all of the negative things that we produce, yeah, <laughs> we need to produce something better than that. I can guarantee. Let's guarantee this right now for our listeners. All right, there will never be a cocktail we make on this show with Bud Light. All right, isn't that a relief? I'm bringing it next week. Okay, very good. <laughs> no one will drink it. <laughs> All right, the first thing we're going to do, I'm going to introduce you to something you've never tried and something I've tried a little bit and I still have trouble wrapping my head around sometimes. Right. So this is a liquid that is clear. It is called uh, many things, but we could call it Genever or Geniver, sort of a French pronunciation. Okay. According to the Bastion of Knowledge Wikipedia, they say that in Dutch it is pronounced Yenever. Yenever. Yes. Okay. So I, I don't. I don't really know. You'll hear it pronounced many ways. The traditional one, or the one that you see a lot, is Bowles. That's the brand B O L S. Right. Uh, Lucas Bowles. Uh, that's the original brand. It says established in 1575. Wow. I don't think this particular bottle was made then, but uh, that's when the recipe. They were creating dates things back then. Yeah. Well, you know, <laughs> people existed. I know that they did. I've heard of fire, it. Maybe fire, but yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I think that's a little further back than 1575. Okay. All, right. All right. All right. So uh, this is also known as Dutch Courage. Mm-hmm. It is made in Holland. It is what inspired English dry gin. 
Okay. So uh, the English said that the Dutch fought as though they had Dutch courage, and then they discovered this liquor uh, made in Holland, and they said, oh, that's probably the Dutch courage. They took it back to England, they tried to make it, and they made something that's nothing like it at all. That just tells me in my mind that this is going to burn my insides. <laughs> you know? <laughs> because because of the word courage? <laughs> yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's true. When, whenever you use the word courage with liquor, that's usually how it, it ends up. It sounds like, you know, Mochismo. It sounds it like, ah, oh, you going to try some of this Dutch yes. courage? Have some courage. Right. Drink I, this. Right. I dare you. Was that your Dutch accent? I don't know what accents we're using that right now. That was amazing. We've used several accents. I don't think any of them are accurate. Okay. <laughs> okay. So let's go ahead and try some Genever. All right. I go with the French pronunciation. I'm not sure why. I, I, yeah. That one's better. I'm not really pr- French at all, but I'm doing my best. Yeah. So, uh... Here's the best thing I like to say to people before they try this for the first time. The fact that I said that this influenced English dry gin, you will be tempted to think that this tastes like gin. Right. The best thing I can tell you in the world is this isn't gin and doesn't taste like gin. <laughs> I'm serious. Because if you if you put this to your lips thinking gin, you think something weird. Right. Cheers. Chin chin. Oh, I was right. <laughs> burning the insides. Do you have courage now? I do. (laughs) No, more like fear. (laughs) Okay, I'm going to describe it because I want you to think about how it tastes because it's unexpected. Okay. I think. Uh, So they use what's called uh, malt wine to distill this. Malt should make you think scotch. Yeah. And should make you think beer. Okay. Okay, so now we are removed from the gin universe. While there is juniper in this, actually Genever, however you pronounce it, is Dutch for juniper. Right. So it's basically named juniper, but it doesn't taste like any gin you've ever had. Uh, The best description I've given, and Bowles themselves actually thanked me for this description, is I said, do not drink this thinking it's going to taste like gin. Drink this thinking it's going to taste like scotch. Yeah, you're totally right. Doesn't it taste more like scotch? You don't have the woodiness, none of the barrel stuff, because this is clear. Mm -hmm. Uh, But imagine that this is something made from barley and not from juniper, because that's how it tastes. It's giving me a numbness at the top of my tongue. Is Mm -hmm. that good? Is that an allergic reaction? I am not a doctor. (laughs) I just play one on TV. (laughs) No. (laughs) Oh, that's... That's strong. It's strong. Yeah. Tell, tell me a little more than that. Tell me I what you're taste tasting. I do taste the juniper. I okay. do. And I'm not a fan of that. So There's a bite on the front of the tongue. There is. and But there's a barley. There's an obvious barley. And I say that as someone who's still working on my scotch palate. Yeah. But there's obvious barley to it, and it doesn't taste like gin. Okay. I tell you that over and over again. But the cool thing about juniper is a lot of the traditional cocktails, the old school stuff, were made with this. Okay, it's called Dutch gin or Holland gin. I have an old cocktail book from the late 1800s. Right. They call it Holland gin. Okay. So it's something that you can make a lot of gin cocktails with. In the old cocktail books, half the cocktails were gin cocktails uh-huh. anyway. And so you can substitute this for gin. It gives you a very different flavor profile. Right. Very different. But it is uh, something that you should have in your home bar. I'm right. going to say it. I'm I'm interested to taste this in a cocktail straight. I just can't do it. Yeah, I just can't. I'm a I'm a little petite little lady. That's okay. So maybe that's okay. That's what it is. It's it's something to definitely play with in the home bar. It's right. something that's got a unique appearance. It's got a unique stance in the home bar. It's right. got a historical stance. 
But as far as if it's something to drink straight, maybe not. It's definitely something to make cocktails with. Yeah. But is it something to drink straight? I'm not sure. I think a scotch drinker should test it out and see what they think. Yeah, that sounds good. It's almost like an unaged scotch, which is kind of crazy. So how excited are you to make a layered drink? I'm really excited. Is that true? Yeah. You're not scared? No. Okay. Uh, I'm scared when I make layered drinks because I'm always afraid I'm going to add them wrong and then they're not going to be layered. Do they bleed through if you add them wrong? Yeah, because uh, it's all about weight. So some of the stuff you add to a layered drink is heavier than the others Ah. and you have to add it in the right order. Right. Otherwise, the weight gets all messed up. Right. So what we are going to do with this one is add the heavy stuff and then the slightly lighter and then the much lighter stuff. So we're going to try this out. This is a tequila sunrise. Oh, it's probably, I would guess, number two behind the margarita as far as tequila cocktails. Yeah, probably number one when it comes to layered drinks. That's true. And definitely number one when it comes to cocktails that are Eagles songs. <laughs> right? Darn you. I know. I don't want that in my head. I know. I got to get the Eagles references in there. <laughs> so here's how you make a tequila sunrise. These are layered drinks. They're on ice. These are built, meaning we make them in the in the glass with the ice in it already, and we go slow. All right. Okay? So that's the best way to make a drink layered. Uh, I am looking at measurements here. The f- I've actually written them in the order that I'd like you to add them. Okay. So here's what we're going to do. Um, let's talk grenadine for a minute. Okay? What is grenadine? Uh, is it pomegranate? It is a pomegranate syrup. Right. Now, the grenadine that you typically find in the grocery stores nowadays is kind of a red sweet syrup. Yeah. There's really not pomegranate corn syrup. in it. Red corn syrup, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It's corn syrup. It's sugar. It's just kind of sweetness. Yeah. Uh, the kind they make Shirley Temples with at bars sometimes. It's just not really yeah. pomegranate Concentrated anymore. like cherry juice. Yeah. This is, <laughs> I'm going to take this opportunity. I'm going to push people back to simplecocktails.net and say, I did a full write-up. I think I did six or seven different grenadines. Yeah. Different versions. Some had high fructose corn syrup. Some didn't. Some were like straight up like pomegranate syrup. Yeah. Uh, That is definitely one to read up on. The one I'm using today is Monin. Monin usually makes like coffee flavoring. Yeah. I worked at a coffee bar and I remember having a whole whole bunch of those. Yeah, exactly. So this is Monin grenadine. I think this has landed as one of my faves. Uh, because it has sugar in it and because it tastes a little bit like pomegranate, but it's it works in the traditional right. grenadine And stuff. it's not too syrupy, not too No, it sugary. really isn't. Yeah, it's pretty tasty. So I'd like you to do half an ounce in each of these two glasses. Okay? All right. That kind of goes a long way. Yeah, it does. There we go. All right, there's one. So this is the red part of our sunrise. So as far as sunrises are concerned, we're going to have red, orange, and a little bit of less orange or white. And us New Mexicans, we know our sunrises. We do. We see mm-hmm. them a lot, and we're pretty darn proud of we them. We are. <laughs> I've seen a lot of photos. Yes. <laughs> so uh, right now in our glass, we have a glass full of ice, and we have a little bit of red in the bottom. So ingredient number two is orange juice. And if you know anything about me at all, you know that when I say blank juice, I would like for it to come from that blank. Right. So I do not have a carton of orange juice. I have an orange and a squeezer. And a very big orange that I'm thinking I need to cut into fourths. Yes, it looks like a softball. So cut that into fourths because it's not going to fit in our squeezer if we don't. Could you imagine that squeezer? Yeah, they do. They're like huge 
orange yeah, like, juice uh, squeezers. The tabletop ones. Yeah. They're like two hundred bucks at a bar. Yeah. I don't have the, the counter space for that, so Yeah, I really want one. It's <laughs> <laughs> not what I meant when I said I don't have the counter space. When you say you don't have the counter space, you mean you want to buy me one? <laughs> You're like, it can take the place of our microwave. <laughs> yeah, did that did I interpret that correctly? We don't need a stove, do we? <laughs> okay, so let's measure out Two and a half ounces of orange juice. We're going to be squeezing for a while. Oh, sticky juice everywhere. Orange juice is sticky, um, but <laughs> your patrons will appreciate the naturalness of your fresh squeezed juices. Yeah. Okay. This is this is the most stickiest and messiest cocktail, but it's going to taste good. That's it's right. If we so had good. a carton of orange juice, I understand that this would not be as messy, but that's okay. <laughs> All right. Doesn't this remind you of your grandfather? You yeah, know, just like squeezing fresh orange juice. Yeah. He used to make orange juice and then he put it in a blender with powdered sugar. Uh-huh. And it would just be this like foamy. Uh, That's why I still like orange juice with lots of pulp. Yeah. Because it's almost like a milkshake if yeah, you get it going. It is. So. All right. So here's the way we layer drinks. We pour them slowly. All right. Okay. So pour them slowly. Here goes the orange juice on top of the grenadine. The cool thing about a tequila sunrise is it evens itself out. Yeah. There are certain layered drinks that are very difficult. This one is not one of them. Okay. I did the first one. It's okay. not that pretty. Can I watch you do the second one? Sure. Is that okay? I'll do it. Uh, yeah. Let me do it. Okay. Second one. Let's pour it on top. We've got to go fast enough. It'll settle. Just okay. watch. Okay? okay. Oh, I see it. I see it. Yeah. Last but not least is the tequila. This will actually help it to settle. Really? Yeah, it will. Okay, so here's what we're going to do. We're going to go ahead and add an ounce and a half of tequila on the top of each of these drinks. Okay. Now, I'm going to hang a lime wedge on the edge, and that will be our garnish. Perfect. A straw? Uh, yes or no, no? please not. Please no. don't do that. <laughs> you had a straw with your mint julep. It's, yeah, these are short squat cups. Yeah. I use these kind of round ball cups, and there's just not a straw that fits them oh, well. You're so weird with your straws. Uh, maybe I'm weird with my cups. It's hard to say. <laughs> so we're using a Blanco tequila. So this should give us a light enough sunrise. Let's just give it a pour and see how our sunrises look here. What do you think? I see it. If you I hold see it, it, if you hold it up to the light, it looks pretty yeah. good. Yeah, yeah. Okay, it. all right. <laughs> and this is one of those. Maybe it's like a pint of Guinness. If you just let it sit for a hundred and nineteen right. seconds or whatever, then I, it'll look okay. No, I see it. Okay, I think it's. I, I think that maybe because it's not a sugary, yeah, pomegranate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Grenadine that it's not going to like be so heavy at the bottom, which That's is true. okay for you and me. Yeah, I think you're right. I think you're right. So when you serve a tequila sunrise, you serve it as this sort of layered drink. It's pretty hard to mess up. I mean, it's going to taste really good. Yeah. And ultimately, before the person drinks it, you want them to give it a little stir or a little shake in their right. hand. Uh, so let's go ahead and do that. I have a little spoon. Let's just give it a quick stir. That'll do. Uh, See how it all turns red? Yeah, that looks so beautiful. Yeah, that's really good. It turns red pretty quickly. Now let's have a drink. Tequila Sunrise. Cheers. Mm, cheers. Oh, that's nice. That's so sweet. The tequila is is there, but it's not too powerful. Yeah, that's right. And, and the secret to all great cocktails, if you re- use really good liquor, the cocktail tastes better. Because <laughs> it doesn't taste like something is cheap and burning you in it you're right so what do you think tequila Mm. sunrise 
It's a go. What is this going to go best with? Oh, anything. Yeah. Anything fried, like I was saying at the beginning. Yeah, something <laughs> fried. That sounds good to me. Mm-hmm. So you tried Genevere for the first time. Mm-hmm. What'd you think? It was good. It wasn't too scary. It was really good. Yeah. And then we made a tequila sunrise, which is a pretty easy layered drink. People like layered drinks. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty fun to make. Yeah. Very good. Well, check out our website, simplecocktails.net. We have recipes. We have reviews. We have all kinds of fun stuff there. Yes. And as always, thank you for hanging out with us. Cheers. Cheers.